Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Matthew Churchill and today I will be discussing a very important topic that's very prevalent in today's sporting market. It's questionable practices in sports sponsorship, more notably unhealthy sponsorship in Australian rules football with a focus on unhealthy food, sugary drink, alcohol and gambling. That's literally quite a mouthful, so let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. Sponsorship in today's elite sport provides a compelling avenue for questionable practices, like the marketing of unhealthy food, sugary drink, alcohol and gambling companies. It is a unique and persuasive form of marketing and allows to advertise to a mass audience including children and young adults. Branded sponsorship within an elite sport context assumes many forms such as, and not limited to, electronic and fixed signage within the stadium, logos painted on the field, naming rights to a series game or stadium, pop-up advertisements or verbal commentary during the play, commercial break advertisements and logos on websites and playing uniforms. By embedding marketing within the game, sports sponsorship can cut through advertising clutter, generating immense brand exposure. Sponsorship harnesses spectators' emotional engagement to facilitate transfer of positive associations with popular and valued sports, teams or players to a brand or product. It has the ability to create a health halo, whereby the image of sport as a healthy activity is transferred to sponsor brands and thus enhancing the perception of a company's social responsibility towards its sponsorship efforts. From a public health perspective, sports sponsorship by unhealthy products is concerning due to the promotion and normalisation of behaviours associated with adverse health and social outcomes, particularly for vulnerable groups. Advertising of unhealthy food and sugary drinks has been shown to positively influence diet-related attitudes and preferences, intentions and behaviours among children and adolescents. Likewise, exposure to alcohol advertising is associated with positive alcohol expectancies, attitudes and intentions which are strong predictors of alcohol use and has been shown to expedite in initiation of drinking and increase consumption levels in children and adolescents. While the impact of sports sponsorship has been less directly studied, there is evidence that sponsorship effectively reaches children and increases awareness of unhealthy commodities and can influence children's perceptions of unhealthy food brands and sway family food purchases. It can also increase alcohol consumption in children and stimulate harmful levels of drinking among sports people. Emerging evidence also suggests that gambling sponsorship may be particularly harmful to problem gamblers or those recovering from being problematic gamblers. Restricting the advertising of unhealthy food and sugary drink, alcohol and gambling products, including via sports sponsorship, has consequently been identified as a necessary strategy to reduce harm related to these products. Research examining the extent and nature of tobacco advertising via sports sponsorship was crucial in building the evidence that led to the Tobacco Advertising Prohibition Act of 1992, which meant the banning of tobacco sponsorship in Australia. In the past decade, a small number of studies employing content analysis have identified high volumes of sponsorship by unhealthy food and sugary drink, alcohol and gambling brands in popular high-profile sporting codes and events in Australia. So AFL is arguably the most popular spectator sport in Australia. 
A total of 7.83 million Australians watch the AFL almost or occasionally on TV. A few studies have examined the unhealthy sponsorship of Australian sport governing bodies, community sporting clubs and children's sport, but one particular study has analysed the nature of sponsorship of the AFL clubs and the extent of junk food, alcohol or gambling sponsors with the AFL. The aim of this research was therefore to determine the prevalence of unhealthy sponsorship within the AFL club's websites and playing uniforms. So, every AFL website was analysed for evidence of food, beverage, alcohol and gambling product sponsorship. The same was done with the playing uniforms. The occurrences of these sponsorships were given a rating based on how questionable they are. The red classification was given to food and beverages that were found to have high levels of saturated fat, sugar and salt. Also, gambling and casino sponsorship, as well as all alcohol companies, which included licensed retailers and manufacturers. Amber rating was given to food and beverage manufacturers who fall into this category of providing products which contain moderate levels of fat, sugar and salt. Gambling venues who provide other services like restaurants and entertainment also fell into this category. Then green ratings were given to the food and beverage companies who sell products with low levels of fat, sugar and salt and companies which actively promote healthy lifestyles. Then lastly, a category called Other was created in which companies like banks, insurance companies, and supermarkets fell into. So you can see an extensive criteria was clearly set out, which yielded some very eye-opening results. And it's time to now help me discuss these results. We're going to play a little game called How Questionable Are the Sponsorship Practices in the AFL? And I'd like to welcome our guest, Leah, who is joining me in the studio to play this little game. How are you, Leah? Yeah, really good, thanks. I can't wait to dominate at this game of yours. I can guarantee you it's not easily. Firstly, can you confirm that you heard and understood the criteria I just spoke about? Yeah, it was a very clear criteria set out and easy to understand. Fantastic. Um, just by the way, which team do you follow, Leah? Brisbane Lions, of course. Ah, uh, well, you're about to learn some things about your beloved Lions that may be shocking. So, let's start. First question, true or false? Every team had at least one red sponsor, either on their website or their playing uniform. Surely that's false. These sporting clubs are professionally run businesses and wouldn't need that kind of sponsorship, right? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, you're very wrong there. All AFL clubs had at least one red sponsor, with five teams also having a red sponsor on their playing uniform. Mm. So, second question. How many clubs had a combined total of four or more red and amber sponsors? Probably only a couple. I'll go high and say three. Mm. Oh. Wrong again. Wait for it. Ten clubs. That's more than half had a combined total of four or more red and amber. So, third question. I can yeah, I know you can get this one. Out of the 18 clubs, how many are sponsored by alcohol companies? You've been painting a very ugly picture here, so I'm going to start raising my numbers. I'm going to say 10. Mm. <sighs> Wrong again, I'm afraid. Try more like 15. That's right. 15 out of the 18 clubs are sponsored by an alcohol company. And as a side note to that, if you thought it couldn't get any worse, six teams are also sponsored by gambling companies, which include wagering and casino companies. So, fourth and final question. Another true or false? 
Coca-Cola sponsor 13 clubs. Beer company Carton Draft sponsor six clubs. And McDonald's sponsors five clubs. Wow. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say true. Well, I also hate to say it too, but you're absolutely correct. That stat alone is the most alarming, but unfortunately, it's the reality we live in. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for playing. Um, I also hate to mention that seeing as you're a devoted Lions supporter, the Brisbane Lions were shown to have the worst overall sponsorship in the league. They had five red and three amber sponsors, in which one of each was displayed on their playing uniform. So some food for thought there. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. So in conclusion, let's and let's get serious for a moment. There are some very questionable sponsorship practices currently in the AFL, but I'm also am confident to say that this problem isn't just with the AFL. Other sporting codes plus non-sporting events are tackling with the same problem. While the AFL is encouraged to reinforce healthy lifestyle choices by shifting the focus away from the visual presence of unhealthy sponsorship, the 18 clubs are run much the same as how big businesses run. They need to be profitable, and unfortunately they turn to these unhealthy sponsors to help pad their bank accounts. What also doesn't help is the fact that alcohol sports sponsorship is still legal in Australia, and with a loophole in the commercial television industry code of practice that allows beer, wine and spirits to be advertised during sports programs before 8.30pm on, on weekends and public holidays, which are clearly peak viewing times for children. So as you can see, this is a big problem. Not one that can be fixed quickly, but I believe the way to start fixing this is to conduct a comprehensive and coordinated approach to advocate for the removal of unhealthy sponsors from sport, using similar tactics to those that removed tobacco sponsorship from sport back in the 90s. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you on my next podcast.